Hear the word of God from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looked sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God, and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group are surround, astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scripture. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us? while he was walking and talking with us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us. That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Would you pray with me? Show us, gracious Lord, the place where we can witness for you and give us the power to serve you well. In Jesus' name, amen. Several mornings each week as I leave for school, I pass a group of ladies who walk together. Their walk is purposeful, they're talking, they're animated, and they wave as I go by. They're sharing their lives. This type of walk restores us, brings balance to our soul. 
Walking can be an antidote to our fears, our anxieties, and our burdens. Cleopas and the other disciples' walk is exceptionally different from the ladies I meet early in the morning. They are grieved, sad because their hope was shattered. Despite all they knew, the stories they could tell, the witness of the other disciples, they had not seen Jesus, nor had anyone else. The prophecies of Jesus and the hope of redemption couldn't sustain them any longer. They had hoped, but now they are on their way out of town. Would another place ease their pain? Hopeful people do not leave town. They are two bereaved pilgrims, not only of a friend, but also of a cause. Their lives have been shaped by a purpose, by a gospel, a good news for the poor and hope for a new kind of world. All of that, all of that hope, a real change, apparently gone. The only change they could imagine now was a different, quieter place, a walk to pass a few hours. As Jesus joins them and begins his therapy of hope, he speaks through the scriptures. They, as they reach Emmaus, he is urged to stay with them and eat. He took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it. This is a series of gestures that tell the whole story of Jesus. He has been seen and recognized. The two disciples realize that being open in the Holy Presence is not a cause for standing still, but of moving out. The flight from Jerusalem was in grief, but the return becomes a sharing of good news and joy. Their hearts are burning within them, quite similar to John Wesley's experience at Alders Day, when he felt his heart strangely warmed. The journey ends with excited running of the redeemed and the joy of finding life transformed. Some of us may feel we are on our own road to Emmaus. We may feel that we are not on a positive journey because of justice and peace seem so far away. Are we walking slowly into a future we dread or fear? We may feel we have no energy for anything positive as we struggle to put one foot in front of the other. How many of us are saying we had hoped for a different Easter? We had hoped for a different senior year. We had hoped for a different vacation. We had hoped for a different birth experience. We had hoped for another outcome to an illness. A lot of us have been doing a lot of walking the last few days with all that has been going on surrounding the COVID-19, self-distancing and sheltering in place. Being on the road to Emmaus is to bear one's spirit and experiences. To be on the road to Emmaus does not presume to understand what is expected to be found at the end of the day days. It is a journey to engage with others, to offer hospitality to those who share the journey with us. Our own maze journeys open us to the possibility that no matter where the journey leads, God will be there and will be with us 
even if we don't perceive his presence. God is alive and the move, doing new things, sharing new insights with other pilgrims on the journey. Wherever we are on the road and at every mealtime, Jesus comes to us, filled with energy and possibility and the joy of resurrection. We can have new life. We can be born again right now. Jesus walks beside us on the road. Hoyt Hickman is Director of Resources for the Section on Worship in the General Board of Discipline. He wrote a primer for worship in which he said that there are six ways in which today's scripture helps us see what Christian worship can be. Just as Cleopas and his fellow traveler gathered on the first day of the week and were joined by Jesus, so did we. Just as those two disciples poured out their shattered hopes and fears and joys to Jesus, so do we. Just as the hearts of those two disciples burned as Jesus revealed how Scripture pointed directly to him, so do ours. Just as those two disciples eventually responded to Jesus with hospitality and commitment, so may we. Just as those two disciples ate a common meal with Jesus at which he was the host, so do we. Just as those two disciples left the encounter with Jesus excited to bear witness to the risen Christ, so do we. The story offers hope for the future. There is nothing so restoring to hope and energizing as returning to the scriptures and the sacraments, remembering the acts of faith through which God continues to come to us and restores us. God is there and quickens our steps. We are made new in Christ. The church is not confined within a building, but is out on the road where we encounter people with <coughs> their hopes and disappointments. We offer the word and give witness to God's love. Jesus calls his disciples then and now to be witnesses. We are called to be witnesses to what God has done and is still doing for us and all the world in and through Christ. Part of being resurrection people is being witnesses. We bear witness to things that are important to us all the time. We bear witness to the great movie or television program we've seen, and we want others to enjoy it as well. We bear witness to the accomplishments or failures of our sports teams. We bear witness to the important events in our families and our work lives. We bear witness to tell someone about the things that matter to us all the time. It's not really all that different when it comes to faith. It's simply telling others where we sense God at work. At home, at work, at church, school, through a stranger, a friend, a doctor, a teacher, or even through ourselves. St. Oscar Romero died over 40 years ago, but his words can still speak to us today. Each of us must allow the gospel to shed light on our hopes, our plans, our disillusionments, our failures. We need this light of the word of God so that we may always live with faith 
and heaven. Thanks be to God. We now have a moment for reflection and response. 